Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We've come now to day 163, which is Leviticus chapter 15 in our three-year journey through God's Word. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the book of Leviticus and the challenge it has been to us to think about our lives and our call to be holy even as you are holy and to think about the work of Christ in making us holy and making us clean before you. Father, I pray that you would uh, teach us from your word today and write Leviticus 15 in our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Leviticus chapter 15. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any man has a discharge from his body, his discharge is unclean. And this is the law of his uncleanness for a discharge, whether his body runs with his discharge or his body is blocked up by his discharge, it is his uncleanness. Every bed on which the one with the discharge lies shall be unclean, and everything on which he sits shall be unclean. And anyone who touches his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever sits on anything on which the one with the discharge has sat shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And whoever touches the body of the one with the discharge shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And if the one with the discharge spits on someone who is clean... Then he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And any saddle on which the one with the discharge rides shall be unclean. And whoever touches anything that was under him shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries such things shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Anyone whom... The one with the discharge touches without having rinsed his hands in water shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. And an earthenware vessel that the one with the discharge touches shall be broken and every vessel of wood shall be rinsed in water. And when the one with the discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes. And he shall bathe his body in fresh water and shall be clean. And on the eighth day he shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons and come before the Lord to the entrance of the tent of meeting and give them to the priest. And the priest shall use them, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. If a man has an emission of semen, he shall bathe his whole body in water and be unclean until the evening, and every garment and every skin on which the semen comes shall be washed with water and be unclean until the evening. If a man lies with a woman and has an emission of semen, both of them shall bathe themselves in water and be unclean until the evening. When a woman has a discharge, and the discharge in her body is blood, she shall be in her menstrual impurity for seven days, and whoever touches her shall be unclean until the evening, and everything on which she lies during her menstrual impurity shall be unclean. Everything also on which she sits shall be unclean, and whoever touches her bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening." 
And whoever touches anything on which she sits shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the evening. Whether it is the bed or anything on which she sits, when he touches it, he shall be unclean until the evening. And if any man lies with her and her menstrual impurity comes upon him, he shall be unclean seven days, and every bed on which he lies shall be unclean. If a woman has a discharge of blood for many days, not at the time of her menstrual impurity, or if she has a discharge beyond the time of her impurity, all the days of the discharge she shall continue in her uncleanness. As in the days of her impurity, she shall be unclean. Every bed on which she lies, all the days of her discharge, shall be to her as the bed of her impurity, and everything on which she sits shall be unclean, as in the uncleanness of her menstrual impurity. And whoever touches these things shall be unclean, and shall wash his clothes, and bathe himself in water, and he, and be unclean until the evening. But if she is cleansed of her discharge, she shall count for herself seven days, and after that she shall be clean. And on the eighth day she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons and bring them to the priest to the entrance of the tent of meeting. And the priest shall use one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. And the priest shall make atonement for her before the Lord for her unclean discharge. Thus you shall keep the people of Israel separate from their uncleanness, lest they die in their uncleanness by defiling my tabernacle, that is in their midst. This is the law for him who has a discharge and for him who has an emission of semen becoming unclean thereby. Also for her who, for her who is unwell with her menstrual impurity, that is for anyone, male or female, who has a discharge and for the man who lies with a woman who is unclean. More unclean, unclean here in Leviticus chapter 15 as we're continuing to work our way through this section of the Levitical Code. And again, as a reminder, some of this is practical. The larger point of what is happening here has to do with the need to be clean before the Lord. And then that we are, by nature, because of our sinful nature, even the uh, some natural biological processes are unclean. You see, sin brings disease into the world and death from that disease. And so even natural biological processes become unclean because everything about us is tainted with sin. And that's why we need to be redeemed and cleansed completely body and soul. So we see our need here, uh, this long chapters of all this detail about uncleanness, but there was also a practical benefit in that it prevented the spread of disease within the nation of Israel. And, you know, understanding infectious disease and how infectious disease spreads, again, they didn't have modern science and germ theory and antibiotics and all that kind of stuff. But, but there is this sense in which if someone has an uncleanness, right, if someone has a skin disease or an issue of blood or some sort of uncleanness about them, the contaminating nature of disease is that that can spread to other people. And so there's both a spiritual lesson that's very important that shows our need for cleansing and for redemption, body and soul, uh, a picture of our brokenness and uncleanness that Christ must redeem and restore, but also a practical benefit of preventing the spread of disease. A couple of things I want to point out in this chapter 
One is something that we saw before, and I just want to point it out because I didn't really spend much time on it, and that is after someone's been unclean for a long period of time and they're, they're declared to be clean, there is a process where there's seven days, right? And then on the eighth day, he makes atonement. So we see this first in verse 13 in this chapter, when one with a discharge is cleansed of his discharge, then he shall count for himself seven days for his cleansing and wash his clothes, and he shall bathe his body in fresh water and shall be clean. And on the eighth day, he shall take two turtle doves and two pigeons, come before the Lord, the entrance of the tent of meeting, give them to the priest. The priest shall use them, one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering, make atonement for him before the Lord for his discharge. We see the same procedure for a woman, very much even that one of the things that should be remarkable culturally about this chapter is that men and women are very much treated equally in terms of uncleanness um, and the procedures that are necessary for handling that uncleanness. But notice it is seven days to finish the work of cleansing, and then the eighth day is the day of new beginning. Someone who's been unclean for a long period of time, whether they're a leper with a skin disease or with an issue of blood, the eighth day is their day of new beginning. It's the day of new life. It's the day of a new start for them after this period of uncleanness. And that goes along with a biblical understanding of, of seven being used of the completion of the work of God and eight being the number of new beginnings and new creation, which ultimately points us to Christ, who did the work of salvation within the seven days from Palm Sunday to the time of his burial uh, in death. And then on the eighth day was raised again from the dead. And then one other thing I want to point out in this chapter is the woman who has an issue of blood for many days here in verses 25 to 30. We meet such a woman in the Gospels. Um, in several of the Gospels, we have the account of this woman. Here it is from Matthew chapter 9, starting in verse 20. And behold, a woman who had suffered a discharge of blood for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his garment. For she said to herself, if I only touch his garment, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. And when Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making commotion, he said, go away for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. So here's this woman. Can you imagine 12 years? Leviticus shows us that when you're unclean, every single thing that you touch, that you come in contact with, that you're around becomes unclean. So you become a complete social pariah. No one wants to go near you because no one wants to deal with the hassle of having to deal with this uncleanness. And this woman has been in the uncleanness of her blood flow for 12 years. And she comes up and touches Jesus. And Jesus does not become unclean because this woman touches her. Everything would become unclean if she touched it. But he doesn't become unclean because she touches him. Rather, his overcoming, saving, redeeming power of cleanliness and holiness makes her clean. And she's set free. And what a joy to have a new life and a new beginning after 12 years of, of imprisoning uncleanness. And that's just a picture, a little picture of what the Lord does for us in the gospel. Sin and disease and fallenness in this world makes us sometimes feel like we're just trapped 
by uncleanness. But the Lord has the power to set us free, to give us new life, to give us new creation. And ultimately, even if we have to wait until that day of resurrection to see the reality of it, that, that day is coming. And that day will be the beginning of the new creation. And we will forever be perfectly clean. And none of these things will ever be an issue for us ever ever again because Jesus has overcome everything for us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Thank you that he has overcome all, all sin, all disease, all uncleanness, that he is the Redeemer and the Savior from everything. Help us to trust in Jesus and cling to Jesus and follow Jesus every day of our lives until that day when we are made to be perfectly like him in the day of resurrection. We long for that day, O Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus, we say. Amen. Amen. Well, we are going to continue in Leviticus tomorrow for day 164. We're going to jump right down to Leviticus 16. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.